you're listening to Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast, a podcast dedicated to never going home. (laughs) It is day 23 of this long trip. We're getting to our last days on the trip. We're going to be home like today's Friday, October 8th, and we'll probably be home by Wednesday, maybe, or Thursday. Yeah, probably so. Wednesday, maybe. Somewhere in there. We're on our way to Rock Springs, Wyoming tonight. We were staying in a place just outside of the west entrance to Yellowstone National Park. We were there the last two nights. It's about a five and a half hour drive. Yeah. And uh, I started recording this the other day, or I was about to, and then I realized it had only been like three days since we'd recorded and it seemed kind of unnecessary. So we decided to wait till after Yellowstone to do it. We're going over days 18 through 23, which was like Sunday through today, I guess. How are you doing today? I'm doing better than yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a was a long day and it was a tiring day, but it was a good day. It was rainy though. That part was not enjoyable, but we did get to see a whole lot more of Yellowstone and it was a there were some good highlights <laughs> and a lot of walking. <laughs> I realized I'm getting older and uh, feeling my age. Of course, in some of the hikes that we went on to get to some of the features we we were walking uphill and i realized i was getting tired easily but it was not just because of my age but because we were going uphill and because we were going uphill at an elevation of six to eight thousand feet so that <laughs> that played a, a big part in it i believe yeah some driving days are resting days but some <laughs> days they're exhausting I realized the, at the last episode, we were we recorded it when we were heading to Portland, and that was day 17, so I'm going to back up and just kind of cover the day in Portland or the afternoon in Portland. Like a lot of these cities on this trip, we kind of just got there, and we did like maybe one or two things, and then had to go to the hotel and wind down because we were kind of tired from the driving and everything. I felt bad because I know Portland, there's a lot to see in Portland, like every city, but I felt like we didn't get to give it like a whole lot of attention. (laughs) Do you remember Portland? All these places kind of blur together to me in a way, but what do you, what do you remember about Portland? Oh, don't don't do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's been a while ago. Uh, My impression was driving through it, I guess. I thought we would get out of seeing so many homeless, but there was... There were a lot of uh, homeless people there, too. Was that where we went to Sherry's for dinner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I forget what we did there. (laughs) I I remember what we did because I have it written down. (laughs) Before I'd record these, I kind of sit down and like, be like, okay, day 17 was this. and We went to a bookstore. Yeah, the, the main thing we did is because we love going to bookstores. I think I mentioned that already on one of these episodes or on any podcast I've recorded. I've probably said that. But there's this place called Powell's Books. Oh, yeah. That uh, it's this giant bookstore like in downtown Portland. It covers like an entire city block and it's like three stories tall. And uh, so that was kind of like ended up being our goal for the day was to go down there and see that and uh try to not spend too much money (laughs) so after we got checked in at the hotel we went down there and i remember parking was a situation uh, which is kind of the story at a lot of these downtown areas or we're either in a small town where there's like plenty of parking and it's pretty laid back or we're in some busy city where there's it's like parking is like super expensive and 
but I think the parking was free that day. I remember we yeah. we drove around and looked around and we found one spot and there were like it looked like homeless people like living in the parking lot and so we were like uh let's try another place we found a one that was like by a whole food store i think it ended up being like a really nice parking garage but then it took us like 20 minutes to figure out how to get out of it because it was like <laughs> there was like no exit it was kind of like just find a door and hope it goes somewhere outside the parking garage it was amazing we stepped out the door which was it actually exited through a high-rise lobby and we stepped outside the door and looked to our left and there was pals right there <laughs> just a couple of doors down and across the street <laughs> it's pretty amazing what did you think about pals i thought it was a pretty amazing place it was a new and used bookstore there were books in every category that you'd want and uh, they were organized pretty well they were kind of color-coded and uh, that worked out pretty well and I think I went through most of the we were there about an hour weren't we yeah when we got there we kind of synchronized our watches so like let's meet back here at the entrance we came in on in at in like an hour and so we split up and the first room we walked into had like a lot of music and movies and tv type books which is usually like one of the sections i'll go to i think i got like three books and they were all from that area i think but i kind of walked around i got a map because I, I wanted to it's just so huge there's like a children's corner that was like a whole big room and then like literature and fantasy and everything they had like rare books up on the third floor and we went on a saturday afternoon which was kind of funny because the whole day i thought it was a wednesday for some reason because <laughs> all these days just to us we're just driving to a place and if we go on a weekend to some city it ends up being kind of a more intense uh, thing than if we went i guess during the week but they were busy they there were people like walking around everywhere i've been taking tons of pictures on this trip and i felt like i didn't i didn't want to whip out my camera like in the middle of like the crowded bookstore and start filming all the people and stuff i wanted to kind of just because it was such a cool place did you have anything else to say about pals i mean it was the biggest bookstore i've ever been to it'd be neat to live closer to it was it bigger than archer city you think oh uh, I don't know. I didn't see all of that. I guess that, well, was, that was a huge place. but They had books all the way to the ceiling, and the ceiling was 9 or 10 feet high. It was pretty amazing. Of course, there weren't very many people there. That was the place we went to, like, early on, Larry McMurtry's bookstore. What was it called? Books something? <laughs> Do you remember? remember? It had kind of a more normal name than I was expecting. Yeah. So... After Powell's, we ate at this place called Sherry's, which was right next to the hotel. It's like a chain, like in the Northeast. Had you ever heard of it before? No, I'd never heard of it. It was like comfort food type place. Like we both got like chicken fried steaks, which were really good. And we've been eating at so many different places. It ended up being kind of a nice, easy place to eat. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it felt comfortable. It felt like the kind of food that I would eat at home and enjoy at home. I think I enjoyed that, that part of it. <laughs> yeah, they had like pies and stuff. And <laughs> Is that funny? Well, that's kind of what they're known for. Yeah, people who know about them know about them for the pies. But anyway, we just went to the room and 
I don't remember if anything exciting happened after that. We're kind of on this routine where we go to some place to stay and we just like pull out all the bags and suitcases we, we take, go in and plug in all our like devices so they can charge and try to get on the internet so we can, I'm speaking mostly for myself. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. That was the first day that wasn't even one of the days we're getting to today. So this might be a long episode, but some of the days we had in this section, we didn't really do a whole lot. But day 18 was October 3rd, Sunday, October 3rd. This was the Seattle day. This was a pretty full day. This was a day where by the end of it, I was pretty worn out. And it's kind of a thing where since we're only spending like one day in a lot of these places, we're trying to see like as much as we can. And we know we're missing a lot. I think naturally, like when I don't have a lot to do in, in a day, that's usually my favorite kind of day. So we'll be like rushing around trying to do all this stuff and I'll get kind of worn out a little bit i don't know if that's important for y'all to know but one thing i wanted to see when we went to seattle was it's kind of like a makeshift memorial for kurt cobain who lived there for a little while there's this park that's right behind the last house he lived in it's got like a couple benches down there and it's become yeah like this memorial to him that like fans can go to and ride on the bench or put little stickers on the bench or whatever. Dad didn't have any interest in that, I don't think. Well, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he had to go to the bathroom. It was more important than uh, <laughs> memorializing a generational talent, you know. <laughs> so we kind of missed the park and, and parked on the side of the road, and then he walked down to a bathroom, and I walked over to the you went, park. You went uphill, and I went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and... A part of me thinks, like, is this morbid to want to go see this? But it's actually really cool, like, as a fan of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, like, to have a place to kind of go and just sort of pay your respects a little bit and see that his music and his art, like, had meant so much to other people. And I think there's some negativity, like, associated with Nirvana for some people, but for others, it was kind of a vibrant part of our lives and stuff. And there was a lot of positivity from it too. And I ran into some two other fans there from California and we kind of talked a little bit about Kurt Cobain and, and everything. And I don't know, it was just kind of cool. It was like a real peaceful place. It was really a really beautiful like area, I thought. Did you? Yeah, it was, it was right next. It was a park that was going along a street and to the one side, there's the big lake there and that made it really pretty and interesting yeah like lake washington i think is what it was it was real peaceful and it wasn't like the busy a real busy part of the town i don't think and uh i don't know i was glad to go there and i mean i took a lot of pictures which was i guess good i don't know (laughs) then after that we were gonna go downtown to the pikes place market place thing and then uh, I remember there was like a Amazon bookstore in Seattle because like oh well, like Amazon's based in Seattle. I found out later there's more than just one there. There was a few of them like kind of scattered throughout the country and stuff. So we decided to go there. We ran into like some super heavy traffic. It was like a thing where it was like a four minute drive, but it took like 45 minutes to get there. Or something. And then it ended up being at this kind of upscale like outdoor mall type place i believe it was close to a university there also yeah do you remember what university it was i don't yeah i don't remember university, university of washington, washington or something 
I remember it because we just gone to Powell's the day before because it was like, do we need to go to another bookstore? But it was like... It's a bookstore. Yeah. When we were in Los Angeles, we ran into a, an Amazon Fresh, which is like... I can't remember if we mentioned it. I think I mentioned it on that episode earlier. But it's like an Amazon grocery store yeah and then this is the amazon bookstore which it wasn't very big i think it had kind of like the top 20 or so books in each category kind of thing one thing that i thought was interesting was on the prices they had the regular prices and then the if you were a member like a prime member then it was another price like i got the novelization of dune because i've never read that and i think it was like 18 dollars regularly and then it was like $12 if you had a Prime membership. So, of course, I don't have a Prime membership, but I use my mom. So I had to text her and get her information and stuff. What? Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you think about the Amazon store? I thought it was really neat. The people that worked there were very helpful. They greeted you as you came in the door. Everybody that came in the door, I believe. And uh, I have a Prime membership, but I don't know how to prove it <laughs> I mean I don't know the passcode and I don't memorize all that stuff and I didn't have it written down so the guy was trying to help me as I was checking out after when I was buying the books and uh, he was sympathetic and he said well here's what we can do I can go ahead and charge you the, the full price but when you uh, get your information together you can get a discount or you can get your money back with a coupon or something from Amazon in the future. So I still got the discount, even though I couldn't prove that I was a prime member. I'm sure you'll remember to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was $8. Yeah, I don't forget yeah. that. Yeah, you should do that. I thought you'd already... That sounds like something you'd be like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. And then, like, you'll just get busy with everything else. and like, kind of be like, oh, yeah. This is a little reminder okay. to get your $8 back. I thought I was going to have to remember my mom's information <laughs> but it ended up like where you scan your card your like debit card or credit card that you use to when you order stuff on amazon and it'll bring up accounts like that card has been used on and then you just tap whichever one is uh, the prime one to get your discount but it was a cool place and then after that we went and ate at like a chipotle like there at the little fancy mall place and then we were going to the hotel to sign in and it ended up being i don't know what was going on but there was like awful 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 traffic getting over there it was going to take about 45 minutes and i think it took about an hour and a half we were like going through like standstill traffic uh downtown in seattle and our plan had been to go check in and then go downtown to see the pike's place stuff and I remember we were kind of on the fence because I think we were both like pretty tired at that point. And, and after that long drive through downtown, it was like, do we really want to go <laughs> back to downtown? I think we were both kind of wanting to just really hang out. Be, I really didn't want to be down there past sundown because it's not a good place to, to be <laughs> at night. I, don't think. I think it was about 3.30 or 4 maybe at that point. And I think we both thought like, well, maybe it's because it was like Sunday late afternoon on Sunday and it was kind of like, well, they probably won't be too busy down there. Maybe everybody's, you know, trying to stay at home to get ready for work tomorrow or something. Anyway, we ended up driving down there and we didn't catch as, like the traffic going back in there. I think we kind of went around, like it only took like 
20 minutes or something to get down there. And then it was like a whole another thing situation of like trying to find a parking place. Then we found somewhere and it ended up being like kind of more than you want to pay. And it ended up being so, so crowded. That was a weird thing too. was like, I just thought it'd be like kind of more laid back. It may have been more laid back than usual. I don't know what it's like down there normally. Because a lot of the actual market stuff was not happening. Like it looked like they'd kind of cleaned up all the fish and whatever we went went and saw like the oldest functioning starbucks down there it's right there in the, the original yeah no it, it wasn't the original that was like the yeah. catch like it wasn't the very first starbucks but it's the oldest one that's still open and functioning you know it had older designs and and stuff and there was like this long long line that was almost a, half a block long line you know people trying to get in and I I wasn't really in a coffee mood anyway but so I didn't really care about going in there you were really disappointed about not going into Starbucks right (laughs) not really (laughs) how many times have you had anything from Starbucks oh I have quite a lot Brenda always wanted to go to Starbucks we went there all the time oh never mind I'm sorry I've I prejudged that (laughs) I don't think of because you don't drink coffee so you're like well, I, I drank uh, tea. Oh, oh, chai tea. Chai tea, yeah. I liked it. I liked their chai tea. Yeah. If you go to Starbucks, try their chai tea if you haven't. It's really a neat area. Like, it almost looks like it had been open since, like, the 30s or, like, 40s or something. Everything looks real old and in a cool way. And there's a lot to do. There's, like, all these... It's, like, anywhere you turn, there's, like, some little alley or turn this corner and you go down this hallway and there's like a bunch of little shops to buy stuff and then a lot of stuff was closed but a lot of it was still it was open but we walked around we went to a gift shop you got more magnets and then i don't think i got anything down there we kind of walked around we went over by the lake and then took pictures like you do and then we saw that bear thing. What is the bear? No, that was that was a pig. Oh, oh, the, I'm sorry. What is what what does the pig mean? I don't know. It's just a tourist thing. It's a golden pig. Everybody had their pictures taken next to this pig. I don't I don't know what the allure was. <laughs> this is what happens when you just like pass through cities. Like yeah. you're like I don't know. I think this is something. Uh, take a picture with it. Uh, let's go. Okay, keep going. Let's keep it moving. All right. <laughs> that's kind of how it went and then uh i think we were both enjoying being down there and looking around but also not in the big mood to like we were like do we want to eat down here or or, you know whatever and then we were on the fence because we were like let's walk down and take a picture of the space needle because for some reason you couldn't see it like the space needle is like the thing in the skyline of seattle that you see like all the time or like in the logo of like frazier is what i think of seeing it kind of like one of the big iconic things in seattle but you could never everywhere we went like it was like you couldn't see it like when we were driving on the highway it was like on the other side of all the buildings and then when we were downtown it was like there's always like trees or some something like blocking anyway we were gonna walk down there and look at it and then suddenly this like lady that was (laughs) she seemed kind of homeless and on some stuff and we were she had a stick she was banging on stuff and talking out loud <laughs> complaining about things and i don't know she just rambled someone passed her and she like was threatening to like beat him up or something or like it was kind of the thing where like 
right then we were like, let's go back to the hotel. Like, let's, let's, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> so I say that I, I know people struggle with things. I don't mean to be like, you know, <laughs> calloused or whatever, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't want to be here. Let's go. Let's, I don't want to listen to this kind of thing right now. Anyway, that's who, the kind of people we are, I guess. <laughs> so we left and we tried to drive over to get decent pictures of the Space Needle. I took some like from the truck. There's like wires everywhere and like cables in the air that blocked it. And we fin- I think I finally got a decent picture. But anyway, we left, we went back. We ate at a Burger King because we were both just wanting to grab something. And we ate it at the hotel and then went to sleep pretty much. <laughs> Man. I knew there'd be a lot to say about Portland and Seattle, but the next couple of places were not super active. After we left Seattle on Monday, which was the 19th day, October 4th, I remember you got up that day and you decided you wanted to try to find an Airbnb. Yeah, there was... Let me let this guy. Okay. There's somebody driving behind us that's kind of going quick. I'd never used Airbnb until like one time earlier this year I went to Little Rock for a weekend and stayed at one and it was a good experience and I told him about it and I didn't think he seemed interested in it but suddenly that day I don't know I think you on the phone yeah you saw like a an ad on the phone yeah so I thought I'll just check it out because I thought it would be an interesting uh, might be an interesting thing to do who wouldn't listen to me, like, recommending <laughs> it? But if it comes as, as, like, an automated ad kind of thing, like... Well, I knew that Targeted you, ad. I knew that you had a good experience with it, so so I considered it. How's that? <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> but we were headed towards Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's spelled, like... It's kind of confusing seeing it, and I could never remember the name of it. I had to write it down, like, a few times. Is that how you say it? Cordeline? Cordeline? Cordeline, yeah. I like the way it sounds, so that's why I wanted to stop there. <laughs> I think you said it's like a French name that means something like piercing the heart or something? Yeah, the explanation that I read was that uh, the core means heart and the aline means all, like a, what you punch a hole in leather with, an all, A-W-L. And so the French traders described the uh, Indian traders that they were trading with as having uh, their heart. That was their way of describing them as as hard bargainers, hard traders. That was their way of describing them to other people. And then it ended up sticking around and kind of becoming the name of the town. A lot of these smaller towns that we're going to, like I hadn't heard of them until he mentioned them. Like we're going to go to this place next. I'm like, okay. And then I, I look it up, and I don't—I've never heard of it. And then, but then we, when we got there, like it ended up being a really nice, pleasant place. Like sometimes we'll be going through a town, and we'll be like, "Would you want to live here?" Or if you lived here, would you? Where would you want to live here? But we both thought that it was a nice place. Like it was, I think seeing like the big cities and then like the smaller towns, you kind of are like, I don't know if the big busy places would be fun to live at because a lot of them are expensive and very busy and stuff sometimes that can be fun but maybe we're both kind of slower paced people or something anyway it ended up being a nice place we got some uh oh we stopped at a pizza hut 
and got some pizza and then ate it at a park there that was like it was just really pretty it was like the color of the grass was real pretty and the trees and everything it was pretty like idyllic and then we stayed at you did book an airbnb and then um i was kind of wondering how that was gonna go it ended up being someone i don't know i think they lived there but it was like they'd converted half of the house into like a couple rooms here what what did you have to say about the airbnb well it, it looked like a big barn shape of a barn part of the lower part of the barn was the room that we stayed in or the apartment that we stayed in the owners lived upstairs i think and then there was another small place to rent out behind the room that we were in and uh, that was the one that really i picked out at first but then i found out after talking to the lady that uh, it really didn't have as many beds the one that we traded with and got i had to pay a little bit more for but it had six beds so it had an abundance of beds (laughs) it was really a nice space like a whole family could have slept comfortably in there and like there's like a bunk bed and then like a twin bunk bed and then on the other side there was a i think it was like a full-size bed maybe and then right above it there was like a loft area with another bed that was great for us it's probably the biggest and one of the nicer places we've stayed there was like a washer and dryer there that we didn't use because we'd just done the our laundry like a few a couple days before that but uh it was a good experience and we may try to stay at another one somewhere along the way now that was about all we did we went and stayed at that place and then the next morning on tuesday which was the 20th day that was the day we drove to bozeman montana the way it worked out is like after we left california it was like one night in each state so we were like one night in oregon and portland and then one night in washington and seattle and then one night in idaho and then one night in montana or i think we're in idaho right now I think the place we stayed at near Yellowstone was technically in Montana, like right on the edge. Yeah, I think it was, because once we get inside the park, it said that you're now in Wyoming. So we were going in and out of states. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yellowstone covers three states. It's mostly Wyoming, but it also had some in, some of it is in Montana and uh, Idaho, I guess. Yeah. This is an area of the country I've definitely never been to and didn't know a lot about. I haven't been to most of the places we've been to before, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Bozeman was, I think we were trying to find like kind of a decent price somewhere for a hotel. Cause we're really, it's just, it was just a place to stay in the night. Cause we're trying to uh, keep the drives, you know, like five hours or less each day. Cause we're trying to not wear ourselves out with the drives. and so that just ended up being a place that was kind of the right place along the way to stop and then uh bozeman was a nice little town too i thought that day i remember i think i'd driven for like a big chunk of the way and i remember i was like super tired like i just wanted to grab some like easy food and just like wind down for the night and sleep and stuff so we went we went to like a panda express and then did you have any thoughts on bozeman no i i thought it was uh I thought it was nice too. It's funny, you travel around the country and 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 you see all the same chains, you know, all the same lumber yards and all the same places to eat, buy the gas in the same kind of places and everything's the same but it's just in a different order and the surroundings are are different. <laughs> 
So it's it's comforting in some ways, and then in other ways you think, well, I'm, have I really gone anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. This is like a different layout, or maybe the terrain is a little different or something. That seemed like a pretty nice, I don't know, it was a nice place. <laughs> We're covering a lot of days in this. The last two days are Yellowstone. I think Bozeman was only like two hours from Yellowstone or something. Yeah. So it was kind of a quick drive. And uh, so we drove straight to Yellowstone and we had about a half day because we were wanting to look around and then probably like leave the park around sundown or five or six or so. I think the thing that hit me the most about Yellowstone during our time there was how big it is. I think park and I think like maybe a few acres or something if it's a big one. But this place is like, it's bigger than Rhode Island and Delaware combined. Like it's just gigantic. It's the first national park. And uh, we really spent a huge majority of the time there like driving around on all the roads. Uh, The first day we went kind of to the northern area which was Mammoth Springs I think kind of worked our way up there but we saw some geysers and mud what are it, mud pots or something? yeah yeah and then uh I guess Yellowstone is known for there it's over like a, a dormant volcano so there's you'll be driving around and there's just like steam just like coming up out of the ground like in all these different areas so is it dormant there's still magma down there that's that's heating up all this water that runs down inside of it yeah it's a huge crater essentially that eons ago was an active volcano but there's still magma down underneath it everything flows to the center of the crater where all the geysers are which is just that drain off water that goes into these fissures in the in the earth that drain down into where the magma is and the magma heats up the water that drains down and it comes back up in the form of steam in some places and in geysers and other places and uh, comes up in muddy places that makes boiling mud essentially yeah you'd, we'd be walking around and there'd be like this little I mean it looks like a jacuzzi like right in the middle of the water with these like bubbles like shooting up and there's like steam and everything and a part of you is like hey, can I, like, get in that? Like, (laughs) but uh, I think if you did get in it, you'd probably, like, boil and become, like, some kind of soup. It's hotter than the, (laughs) you're probably thinking. But at the same time, it's kind of cold, and you're kind of, like, it looked kind of cozy, like, in there. You want to get in there. Anyway, we did not climb into any, like, boiling water. I think what's another odd thing about that is, like, when you're in there and you're looking around, it feels normal in a way, like, I kept thinking, like, why does this not happen, like, everywhere else? Like, why are there not other... Why have I not seen this before? Like, it's a strange, like, natural phenomenon of just, like, steam and, like, boiling water, like, shooting out of the the ground. It's like, why does this not happen, like, more places, I guess? But I guess that we're not all... We don't all live, like, on volcanoes. <laughs> Fortunately. Yeah. What were your thoughts of, the, of that first day driving up to Mam- the Mammoth Springs area and stuff. I thought it was a lot of fun. We uh, we drove, well, we, that first day we drove 100 miles, a- almost 100, 100 miles into the park and then back out of the park. But uh, it was really pretty. Saw things that we'd never 
seen before. Never thought we'd ever see. It's pretty amazing, I thought. Yeah, the acidic water and, and all the, that stuff, it, it kind of creates these interesting naturally formed landscapes. And they called it like the Mammoth Spring Terraces or something. And it was, I'll put some pictures on Instagram if you want to see them, but, or you could just Google it. But it's just one of those places where I had my phone with me, I was taking pictures. And it's like, I'd take like, you know, 10 pictures and then I'd be like, wow, that was great. And then I'd, I'd turn around the other direction and be like, oh, wait, I need to take a picture of that too. Like every direction you look, there's like some beautiful thing. Like, and I don't know if I'd been to many national parks like before this trip, but it was kind of this huge area and it was just people driving around and you'd pull over, there'd be like kind of a small parking lot and people would be getting out and then go, go around and walk around on these like wooden boardwalks that had been put in and you can't step off of the boardwalk you have to kind of stay on that thing which we were fine with we thought we saw some footprints then it ended up being like a like elk footprints that was a big thing of of being there was the wildlife that we saw i didn't realize my dad was such a huge bison fan but uh why don't can you talk about your fascination with bison (laughs) they're big and hairy and They're not not something you see every day. And they were always on the cowboy shows. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about the next day at Yellowstone, too. Like, here, it was Thursday, October 7th, which was the 22nd day, which was an all-day day day at Yellowstone as well. We kind of spent the whole day there instead of just the half the day that we were there before. We drove 140 miles the second day, (laughs) trying to get to everything. And we missed Old Faithful. I don't know when it went off, but it was... It may have gone off when we were, we were there and doing something else. Just didn't know when it was going to go. I remember we pulled into the, like, Old Faithful area because it's kind of... Everything's kind of separate, separated. There's, like, a little village for Old Faithful. There's, like, a big inn, hotel-type place, and then a big visitor center and a general store and... Museum. Like, yeah, museum. Like, you can kind of go look around. It's pretty neat area and i remember when we pulled up we looked over where like old faithful was where we thought it was and there was just all these people like walking away from it i think it had just erupted like right before we got there and it erupts like every like 90 minutes or something like that is it probably yeah okay we got out and we after looking around yeah we we walked up to old faithful which was which was steam was coming out of the hole (laughs) And that's about all we saw. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't erupting totally right then, just like a little bit. But I remember it, looking at my watch, and it was like 11.48, I think. And then it, there was this sign that said the next eruption will be at 12.48. And we'd like went to the gift shop, and we were kind of like... Time to go. Yeah, we, were, we wanted to stay and wait, but we had like another 100 miles to drive or something like that, so... <laughs> It's kind of like we probably have to keep going, you know, so we can get back at a decent time. So we ended up leaving, which is kind of disappointing because that's kind of like the, you know, most famous thing there. But at the same time, there was still a lot of other... I bought a DVD that's got it on there. I bought a DVD that has... Oh, good. We'll be able to watch it on TV. It won't be us that that experienced it personally and, (laughs) and filmed it, but we can see the same things. Yeah. Probably better than what we could have filmed it. And we'll record a a podcast exclusively about our thoughts of watching the... That's a joke. I'm not really going to do that. 
where I'm too lazy to do that. And y'all don't care. Anyway, so we left. I'm kind of jumping around. The first night, we went back to the hotel. And I think we, we got like a subway. Yeah. And then we went to bed. We were both real tired. The second day, we the drive was like a big counterclockwise loop kind of around the park. Before we got to Old Faithful, we stopped it. There was like a lower basin and a midpoint basin and then the upper basin. And we stopped at the first two. And then after that, we thought we'd probably seen enough of the geysers to where we could keep going. Did you have anything to say about that? That was a really neat, like the midpoint place. I remember being like, especially like really pretty. Like we took like so many pictures up there. Yeah, I think every place that you stop would be a beautiful place to take pictures. But that was kind of a magical thing to me because the steam was flying around in different areas and every you know every few minutes it would change the wind would blow and it would go in a different direction and the effects of the pools and everything and the water that was coming out of the ground produced these uh, real pretty pools and it, the thing that struck me about that area was that uh, I'm turning I'm kind of distracted oh yeah I didn't realize how much it changed, how much the park changed in those areas that were that had volcanic activity. They changed over a shorter period of time, not thousands of years, not hundreds of years, but in just uh, some of those signs showed how much had happened since like 2012. In just the last uh, eight or nine years, something would, with the water coming out of the ground, it would uh, get to a certain point and one part would collapse and it would start the same sort of thing in another area not far away. So you'd walk through that area and you'd see where the same thing had happened that is happening that you're watching. It seems like a living thing has happened before and it's like you're seeing the ruins in other areas. It's really pretty amazing that it changed in in that short period of time. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. He was taking pictures. He, he has a much nicer camera than, I mean, our phones and stuff. So was, I was glad that he was getting good pictures that he's thinking like, I want to, I think I'm going to print these out and hang them up on the wall <laughs> and stuff like that. So they'll be make for some neat pictures. One thing about the second day was, I think it was less than 50 degrees all day and it was raining like almost the whole day it was just like a cold wet day and i thought going into it maybe and also it was a was a thursday so i thought maybe it wouldn't be that busy there but it was still pretty crowded like it had a lot of groups there and i don't i think the season ends like in the next week or two or what did you we're nearing the end of the season and to stay in yellowstone you have to book your reservations a year in advance so these people you know it's kind of a shot in the dark how the weather will be whenever your time comes up so those people were there because because they had planned this trip a year ago or more so uh, it was just whatever however the conditions were that was when they got to see the park and it was the same thing with us all this whole trip we haven't seen very much rain until we got to Yellowstone really and uh, it just happened that we hit a rainy period. But it was still, it's still Yellowstone, and it's still amazing. Just the conditions aren't quite what you would hope them to be at the time, but it's still amazing. 
whenever you go. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting place to drive around because it was the speed limit was like about 45 miles an hour pretty much everywhere. So even if you had a long way to go, it was going to take a while. And there are all, a lot of like winding roads through kind of mountainous type areas here and there. And so it was kind of, you couldn't really just buzz through it like super quick or whatever. Anyway, after the geysers and then after the old faithful thing, we kept going. Our plan was to stop. There was a place called Grant's Village, and we were like, we got to stop there for lunch. <laughs> we tried to go there, but it ended up being like all shut down, sadly, which was a big tragedy for us because we like going places that have our name on it or named after the same name as us. So we kept going. We stopped, I think we stopped at like the Fisherman's Village or something. What was it called? Do you remember? Lake Village? Was it Lake Village? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter, and y'all don't care. So it's, <laughs> we we stopped, and we got these, like, sandwiches that were not that good. But well, I liked mine fine, but he was, like, not a fan of his chicken salad sandwich that he got. It was a, it was a turkey and cheese. Oh, oh. And there was no salad dressing on it or any kind. And it was dry. It was just, just not very good, I didn't think. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, we kind of were at the point where we we're like, we probably need to just keep driving mostly. But then there was the there's the uh, Grand Canyon of Yellowstone thing that they that's there that um, you could kind of go stop and look at a couple of lookouts and stuff. So we we did that like on our kind of on our way out, and uh, they had some really cool views. It's funny to go there like right after going to the actual Grand Canyon because you're like, I mean, this is cool, but. It's not the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it may be a Grand Canyon, but it's not the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it, it was still neat. It was, yeah, it was, it was cool. We took a bunch of pictures. There was one part where there was a waterfall, like a big waterfall, and you could get like right above it almost, like on this like lookout section. We were both standing there like with our holding our phones like out above this like huge rushing waterfall. And I remember thinking, like, man, I need to be careful. Like, this is... I bet there are a lot of phones, like, dropped in that <laughs> waterfall, like, down there. I remember you were videotaping something or taking pictures with your phone. And I was going to go... I was going to say something to you. And then I was like, I'll wait till after he's done so he doesn't accidentally, like, drop his phone in there. <laughs> anyway, then we got back in the truck and we just kind of... We drove, like, most... The last, I don't know, 40 miles, I think, we just kind of hit it all at once and got out and then uh you were like let's eat somewhere nice tonight let's go sit down someplace and have something oh wait i forgot something yeah all the time that we were in the in the park we were seeing bison oh a little bit here and a little bit there the first day that we went through there was a a bison that uh, was on the street on the road and there was a park ranger that was kind of herding it down the road uh, i guess to get it out of the traffic I got a video of that on my Instagram if you want to see. (laughs) And then there were other times when we'd see a bison out in the field or just grazing out there. And and, uh, people would be stopped and everybody got their cameras out. There would be a big crowd of people gathered around. And This was like a whole thing. Like I'd be driving and uh, (laughs) I remember the first day we were heading out of the park. And dad was like, 
stop, 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 bison, 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 and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, and I pull over, and he, like, goes, he gets out, and there's, like, I think there was, like, one or two bison, like, yeah, like, a hundred yards away, and he's, like, down there with his camera, and, like, zooming in, and trying to get them, but then, uh, then I saw some people off to my right, they were actually a little bit closer to them, uh, to the, to the bison, so I thought, well, well I'll walk over there where they are, get a little bit closer view. And so I did. And uh, I thought, well, I could walk down a little bit farther. There's nobody down there. And so I started walking down a little closer. <laughs> I was right across the river from the, the bison. I was getting some pretty good pictures. And then uh, there, there was kind of a, a little sandbar in the middle with grass on it. So it actually looked like two streams real close together. Well, uh, they stepped down in the first stream and they waded across and went in front of this bar and they came all the way across to my side of the, ro- <laughs> of the river. And uh, I thought, well, wow, that's pretty neat. And by this time, there were some other people that had followed me down a little closer and we were probably about 50 or 60. No, we were probably about 30 yards from the from these bison and I was able to zoom up get some really close pictures and uh, then I thought well I think I'm about as close as I want to be so I turned around and left and I thought that was a pretty neat experience but then the next day we uh, <laughs> we came across some others other bison that were just walking along the side of the road and grazing and uh, like so right next to the yeah road. we were able to get real close and Jeffrey got some pictures right outside the window. I mean, there check was, my Instagram. Yeah, this bison was uh, was probably ten feet away from him, and it was really pretty amazing. And then the last day, we got to—I don't know what the name of that plateau was, but it was. Uh, yeah, I can't. We saw. I climbed up on a hill where some other people were were looking around, and I could see some bison droppings up there, and I thought. Well, there are some bison around. So I looked around from the top of that hill, and I saw uh, three bison across the road and really too far away to get very very much of a picture. And then I looked in another direction, and there were three bison in the river that down below me, and they were about the same distance away from me, so I, I thought that was too far to take very good pictures. And then I looked often in another direction, farther in our direction that we were traveling. And I thought I saw about seven or eight bison on the other side of the road, close to the road. So uh, I told Jeffrey about that. We drove down a little closer, and there there were seven or eight. <laughs> and then we looked around, and there were, well, there's 30 or 40 that have already crossed the road, and they're down by the river. And we took pictures of those, and then we saw some trotting past the cars and down to the toward the river from up above on the other side of the road so we took all the pictures we could right there and uh, we drove a little farther and i looked up up the hill there was probably another at least a hundred and i looked looked some more we probably saw between two and three hundred bison all in one place in this area and it was really pretty amazing i i thought we finally got to see the the big herd that we were looking for and it was uh it was really pretty amazing it was funny to see the the big herd after seeing like one or two just like across the field you know you're like wow and then like suddenly you see like 
over a hundred bison just walking around like pretty close to you and you're like uh why were we impressed like the first time (laughs) well this is a like (laughs) because then i remember as we were driving out of the park that day we saw somebody pulled over like looking at one bison like some way across the field and we were like buddy you have no idea (laughs) Like, uh, we were. I remember when we were used to look, think of bison that way, and be amazed by one bison. Like, but I couldn't believe it. There were so many. It was kind of one of those things where I was like, people won't believe us when we say there was like over a hundred, possibly two hundred bison like around here. But it was like you just look around and they're just like everywhere. Like we didn't sit and count them, but they were. <laughs> there were a lot I of. I did them. count the ones that were, that were down close to the river. That, that had come across and there was probably 60 down there but that ended up being a cool thing obviously it was about three quarters of the way into the day probably around two or so uh, yesterday anyway so i guess did you have anything else to say about yellowstone well you can't roller skate in the buffalo herd that's true but you can drive through them i found out is that a song or something? I don't. Yeah, what it's a Roger Miller song from way back. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we were we left and it was kind of cold and wet all day, so we were ready to get back to the room. And I think we got back before five. I think it was right before five. We were tired. Yeah, we were ready to just wind down and take showers and get some like dry clothes on and stuff. But it was a really cool day and a day and a half getting to go explore out there there's a lot to see it's kind of funny because we before we left on the this trip we were thinking about camping at yellowstone and then after camping at the grand canyon we were like "Mm, maybe i don't know we kind of were like we didn't sleep too good so we thought twice about it and then as we were driving around there uh yesterday it was like i'm kind of i'm glad we didn't camp because it would have just been raining on us the whole day today and like we'd be you know we were we were looking forward to going back and getting to clean up and be in like warm beds and dry beds which is better than sleeping like in the mud and like with like <laughs> probably wouldn't have gotten much sleep did you have any thoughts on yeah, that I, I was talking to my friend richard last night and told him that about our experience in the grand canyon and not getting very good sleep on an air mattress in a sleeping bag and he was laughing at me. He said, well, I don't even get good sleep in a bed. <laughs> at his age, he's 82. <laughs> so, so I think I think as we age, sleep becomes more difficult in any, in any condition. You've, well, in my, from my point of view, <laughs> you get pretty good sleep. I think your average bedtime is about 8.30 and you it seems like you're asleep for like 10 hours every night but i get plenty of practice and uh it's something you have to work on as you get older <laughs> you'll hit a wall like i can usually i can tell like okay he's uh he's done for the day like he needs to go i need to get parallel <laughs> <laughs> even like yesterday after yellowstone like he went and like laid down and i don't think you you said you didn't fall asleep I didn't fall, fall asleep but it, it sure felt good to to lay down i know everyone's interested in hearing all this kind of stuff <laughs> anyway this is a long podcast i knew it would be covering a lot but uh if you'd listen to the whole thing thank you it's been a fun trip so far from here 
again, we're recording this on Friday, October 8th. One thing we're excited about is we're going to go watch the new James Bond movie that came out today. (laughs) Probably in Denver. That's the plan right now. Probably tomorrow on Saturday. And then a lot of the rest of the trip is going to be probably just driving and staying somewhere and then driving again. And then I don't... I don't know if we're going to... You're going to visit your friend Richard that you were talking to yeah. um, in Pueblo. And then, anyway... We, we talked about going to Rocky Mountain National Park, but I think it would be just more of the same thing that we've just seen. Or, well, as far as scenery. So uh, I think we're both anxious to get home. And we decided to forego that. Yeah, we're kind of... This is day 23, and... We're planning on getting back next Saturday, but I think we're both kind of like, let's just get home. We're tired. It's been a long trip. I've never been on a trip this long before. It's been awesome, but I also want to sit down in my own room and watch like my big TV. I'm just missing every night. I think about my TV. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, I think right now I'm thinking... I'm going to wait till we get home to record the last podcast to just go over the last few days. I'm going to set up the microphones and actually record it like, you know, the real way instead of on my phone like this. So hopefully it'll sound a little bit better. I don't know if y'all care, but anything else to say? Do you know where where are we? I think we're still in Idaho. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) We don't know where we are. We're going to Rock Springs, Wyoming. Anyway, thanks for listening to this long episode. All right. Talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye.